and welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is the gift that kept on giving. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us on our social media to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use our subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so first things first, uh, I want to announce that we do have the lava available on our website. It is definitely, uh, pre-sales are definitely going great, so it's the limited edition lava color Murdy number one slim cut design. We only have 100 available and they're going fast, so be sure to uh, go order yours so you can get in line. They do have a number on them. They're going to say like one of 100, two of 100, so be sure to get in line for that. All right, um, another thing, the Murdy number no. 3 pad folio design that many of you have talked about and we teased a little bit on our Instagram, that is coming very shortly. I'm very excited to announce we'll probably have some early versions of it available uh, for pre-sale, probably maybe by the end of the week, hopefully, or early next week, we'll hopefully have more available and we're going to hopefully continue to have those in stock regularly. So um, we're very excited about that and they're going to be available probably only in Espresso right away, but then we're going to be looking to add more colors as time goes along. Also, another note, um, the Murdy number two, many of you have brought up some great points, some excellent thoughts, and I want you to know that I, I hear them and I'm listening, and so we're actually in the middle of uh, redeveloping and redesigning the Murdy number two, the journal size, and I'm very excited about how that's going. It's going to be good. You guys have had some great input, and I think that the new design is going to be far superior, so I'm looking forward to that as well, so stay tuned and make sure you're following us to be sure to get updated when uh, when we uh, we get those announced. So, All right, so today we're talking about a, the gift that keeps on giving, right? There was, and this is actually a bit of a story. So one of the, the early, I'm, I'm going to give a little more context to the story and then I'll get into the specific gift that happened. When I was younger, before I understood the concept of economics or how any sort of time value of money or any of that thing actually worked, uh, my parents would give us chores and we'd have to do those all the time. And that was part of our daily routine. But then they would also have additional jobs that we could use to earn some money. And one of those jobs was mowing the lawn. And the mowing of the lawn, we had a pretty decent sized lawn and there was four of us boys. And not, we, we didn't all mow the lawn at the same time. There's about a 10 year spread between the oldest brother, Marcus, and uh, the youngest brother, Samuel. So for a while there, it was Marcus and I that would mow the lawn. And then Daniel and Marcus went off to college and Daniel and I would do it. And then Daniel, Samuel and I would do it. But moral of the story is there was a lot of different opportunities for different people to mow the lawn at different times. And the lawn was pretty big, but they were split up into different regions that took a different amount of time each and were worth a different amount of money. So, um, well, and at least it worked really well. The economics of it worked pretty well for all of us, except for when Sam, of course, uh, grew up and decided that uh, he wanted to mow the lawn for free because he liked mowing the lawn, that little scab. I'm still never going to forgive him about that. Ruined a perfectly good summer job for me. But anyway, uh, so what I ended up doing initially was I was able to take some of that money that I, I earned and I, I kind of learned what it meant to start investing. So I invested the first batch in what little materials I could afford for my bookbinding uh, career at the time. And I didn't realize, of course, any of this was going to become a career path. It, for me, it was just a fun time. It was just a good hobby and I liked doing it and I liked getting good at it and I liked experimenting and learning more. And it was a wonderful place for me to use my creative desire to, to build. And so I ended up spending a lot of the money that I earned, I guess, early in those days in the in the mowing the lawn on 
well, at the time, the best material I could afford, which was uh, fabric from Joann's. It was this uh, pleather, actually, and uh, this vinyl pleather that I think was supposed to be used in some sort of sheeting or something. It was not good material. Um, and I was, when you have bad material, you gotta, you gotta do what you can with it. So I, I learned specific techniques and styles of stitching and things like that, that were built around that pleather material and we were built around that style of, of creation, right? So the material kind of gave rise to the form of those early books that I started making. And eventually I started making them and selling them on Etsy. Now the early books I didn't sell on Etsy cause I didn't think they were good enough and they really weren't to be completely honest, but there was one moment that kind of changed the course of all of this, actually, and it was when Dr. Ranero gave me a gift. So I, uh, we grew up next to the Raneros. Uh, my, my father's a doctor, a physician, an internist, and uh, Dr., Mr. Doctor and Mrs. Doctor, they're both doctors, uh, Ranero were both uh, wonderful people. They had kids about our age, and we, they lived right next door, so we got to be very close. And uh, Dr. Ranero, Mr. Dr. Ranero, I should clarify, it was very much into making wine. He was very much into uh, beautiful knives made out of Damascus steel and all these other things. And he got into a lot of fancy kind of high-end class things like that. And it was a wonderful exposure for me as a child. I never really had been exposed to a lot of that. And then um, there was one time I'd come over and we were... He, he was showing me some of the collection that they had put together. And I just recently was... I was in junior in high school. I was, so I was about 16, 17 and uh, I was telling him about my, my bookmaking kind of entrepreneurial endeavors that I was getting started into. And he goes, well, he starts showing me the books that he picked up when he was in Italy. And these are gorgeous, gorgeous handmade Italian books, um, which I, I will say that their techniques were so far above and beyond what I was able to even comprehend at the time that I, I truly didn't understand at, at that moment what I was looking at, but I understood that it was very special. And I was amazed at it. And so he took me downstairs and he'd found, a, he pulled off the shelf a piece of what I now know was heirloom leather. Um, it's this very fancy leather that he picked up at a, uh, an estate sale. And this, this leather, I, I don't know why the guy that he picked, like the estate sale that he went to, I don't know why the guy had it, but I can't imagine my estate sale will be very much different. I think people are going to go back to my estate sale and there's just going to be hundreds and hundreds of prototypes of books that never came to be because I didn't like them for one reason or another. But uh, anyway, he, he, he gave it to me. He just gave me this roll of beautiful leather. And I realize now the leather is very expensive leather. It was very expensive leather at the time too, but I didn't realize that. Well, I was able to take that leather home and I got started designing books. And I, um, I invented my first kind of technique of binding and stitching and I was able to take cut pieces off of that leather and then send that to some of my people who I knew would know something about the leather. And they told me, well, this is five to six ounce oil tanned uh, cowhide. And with those, with that information, I was able to go look up and research kind of where I could buy that leather, where I could get more of it, what really made that leather special. And, you know, I will say that when you interact with leather, most leather, I should say, in the real world, you're mostly interacting with leather jackets, leather purses, leather wallets, and the leather used in those materials and those goods, particularly if they're commercially made en masse, can often be cheaper leather. And I didn't realize at the time how beautiful, real, good quality leather could be. And that's where it was, it was just a whole world opened up with this heirloom leather. And so I was working with some of the best material at the time. And I didn't even know it. And eventually that leather ran out and I went to, I had used the money that I'd saved up on Etsy to go and buy more of that leather. And I realized at that point how vastly expensive it was. 
Um, but eventually that leather became what I use today. I went and switched suppliers as I mentioned into one of ours, but the leather was about the same. And I actually have some of the leather still from that original, original sheet that I keep around. And, um, just for some special occasion, just as a little bit of nostalgia, but that gift of the leather, I mean, that's, that was the physical gift. That was the specific thing, but it was more of the gift of the experience, you know, showing me those beautiful books, giving me the leather and, and, and kind of that belief that I could do it, that I, and giving away something very valuable to me who at the time didn't appreciate it, didn't understand it because I think he knew that I was very interested in it. And I think he knew that by doing that, he would be able to kind of give me the tools, the inspiration I needed to go out and find more and do more. And I mean, that was an early lesson in economics. That was a really beautiful gift as well. And one of the the kind of things that had come out of that was I, I started to really realize how good quality materials, although they're very expensive, can be part of an important uh, quality product. And how for me, one of the ways you can limit that extra expense is by leveraging the little economics that I knew at the time. I started using the uh, Hobby Lobby 40% off one item every day coupon that they have on their mobile app. And I would go in and I would buy the parchment paper that went along with this leather. I would go out and buy a pack a day, even though I didn't need it, even though I wasn't, I was making that many books at the time. Uh, it was better for me to buy it at that discounted price. And then I was able to sell the books at a significantly kind of discounted price from what they should have been considering the cost of the materials. And I think that was kind of the early, I didn't realize at the time that that was the early start of my, my bookbinding career. But I would say if you are looking to start something new, try to find yourself someone who can appreciate the scope of what you're trying to do and can help encourage you and give you that push, that little thing that may make all the difference in the world. And if there's anything I can do to help, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm always happy to discuss ideas, encourage you. Uh, if you got ideas for me or things that you might want to, you, you think that might improve our product, I'm always happy to hear them. I, I love the way our community interacts with each other, and I'm hoping to continue to foster that level of creativity and sharing. So please feel free to reach out at any time, and uh, I hope to hear from you. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in tomorrow for our next topic. And uh, don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be sure to get the latest podcast right away. If you have any concerns or questions about your leather binder, please feel free to contact me on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co or contact us via Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals, and I'll do my very best to answer them as soon as possible. But I do appreciate your patience. Um, if you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to helping our little community grow. And if you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community. Uh, if you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, please ask about our book discounts. We do have those available. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.